What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Real Estate Podcast, episode 286. I'm here with Griffin. I'm here with Adam. And we're waiting on Trav. Yeah, boy. Yeah, him will be back. So we're going to... Yeah. Yeah, we're going to do things a little out of order, right? It's our show. Yeah, we can... Here's the thing, man. If we wanted to come in and just talk about whatever, diesel shortage, we could. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, folks, um, yeah, yeah. That would be fun, though. Like, that's a whole nother podcast, though. It is a whole nother podcast, but like, I would come in because I don't know much about. It. Like, I know more about the diesel shortage than I than than yeah. you would think because it has something to do with my job. But I, if if you came in with like, all right, you want to hear some fucked up shit, and I'm like, what's that? The and then you lay it out. The world's about yeah. to end. Yeah, exactly. I'd be like, what? Why? What? Well, dude, Why? it would be real estate, but would, instead of R-E-E-L, we would swap It'd be R-E-A-L. Yeah, because it's like real. <laughs> this is what's happening in the real estate right now. I'd be like, ah, it is a real estate over up in here. But yeah, we'll start out with the uh, with the articles first here. Uh, Black Panther 3 is not in development yet producer confirms so wakanda forever introduces a new world of wakanda and sets it on a different course as the country struggles to find a new protector and leader since the child storyline ends in this movie as the character uh as the character commemorates chadwick boseman's demise the story of black panther takes a unique turn and shifts focus on an, on other associated characters eventually handing over the mantle of wakanda's protector to someone new and that's the reason that Marvel Studios has not officially greenlit Black Panther 3. Talking to Collider producer Nate Moore spoke about a potential third film while also saying that Marvel Studios has not yet decided where to take Black, Pan- Black Panther ahead in the MCU as they are still waiting for the audience's response towards Wakanda Forever. And that makes sense. Like, this movie comes out in 10 days, right? Um, oh, it's not out yet. No, it, it comes out the eleventh. Okay, eleven, eleven. I think, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. So, uh, make a wish. <laughs> oh, make a shit ton of money. Yeah. And here's the thing, man. Like they're waiting for the audience's reaction to it. Now, one of two things, and I don't think that it's one of them, because if they were going to replace the role of, uh black panther with the sister or with a female right they would just do it right yeah so that may that leads me to wonder like exactly who is going to be taking up that mantle of black panther because with the way that the world's going now they would just do it and basically say get over it and that would be the end of it which would be their decision you know it's their company they can do whatever they want to um but with them holding off that, I, and I guess it comes along with, okay, Black Panther three is coming back and these, you know, this person is coming back and this person is coming back. Maybe they want that to be the mystery of the film, finding out who the new Black yeah, Panther is going to be. That. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's okay. If that's what they want to do, I'm fine with it. Um, at this point, though, I mean, they really can't go wrong with any choice, in my opinion, 
that has been established in uh, the other MCU movies along with the Black Panther flick. I mean, if it's if it's one of the other leaders of the tribes, cool with it. If uh, Killmonger takes takes it, I'm cool with it. If Sister takes it, I'm I don't care. Yeah, I just want I just want good stories, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so it's it's interesting, but I'm I'm very excited to see what's happening. And then also on the on the the tail end of this here, since Trav's not here. There's rumors floating around, you know, because Trav is like Dr. Doom is the bad guy, right? Mm -hmm. He's been hard on this Dr. Doom shit. Um, There's rumors that he might not even be in Fantastic Four. So that leaves me, that leads me to think like he's probably not going to be in Black Panther. And if he does, I'll be surprised, but I don't know, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, very well, they interesting might do a little build to up to him. Yeah, they need to because he's a great villain. Yeah, you know? instead of a just because normally when they introduce someone, there's no build up for. They end up dying. Yeah, they're like just in that movie. I'm it's here. like, oh, yeah, I'm here now. I'm gone. Done. We also get Ironheart in that movie, right? Yes, gonna be yeah. the new Iron Man. Ironheart. Yeah, right? which well, it should be interesting. You know, I'm cool with it. So. Next up, we have the DCEU becomes the DCU as part of Wonder, Warner Brothers rebranding. So the DCEU is no more as the reign of DC Studios begins with James Gunn and Peter Safran overseeing the Warner Brothers Discovery franchise from here on out. PR statements were pretty loud in announcing the newly formed DC Studio which unsurprisingly seems to be a mirror of the now long-standing Marvel Studios over at Disney and its two CEOs. However, something that has also been rebranded in a more subtle way is the franchise itself, which will be dropping a letter to simply stand as the DCU or DC Universe going forward. Uh, while there were, were statements released by Gunn and Safran, as well as Warner Brothers Discovery CEO David Zaslav, something that went under the radar in all of this were the numerous mentions of the new name of the DC Extended Universe, which drops the extended name to give something more streamlined and direct and almost as Marvel-esque as the new 10-year Marvel-inspired plan that seems to... Uh, have been the start of this huge change within Warner Brother Discovery's DC output. All of this, of course, hasn't really come out of the blue, as it has been clear for several months that change has been coming to the DC universe. While this has included changes in command and focus, it has also seemingly been driven by Dwayne Johnson and his DC debut as Black Adam. Along with changing the hierarchy of the franchise, it seems that Black Adam has literally arrived to reboot the whole DC story. That's it's kind of fascinating to think about it that way, though, right? Yeah. Because when we were talking about Black Adam, it's like first of all, it's interesting to do like a film about a villain, and then Joker comes out, and it's like, okay, this can work, you know? Yeah. But they got um, the Rock, so. Exactly. And then now the rock is like almost single-handedly associated with rebooting the DCU. Well, he knows what's up. Um, 
I mean, yeah, that's well, crazy. Because though. of him was the cavil talk and the yeah, yeah, you know all this where it's like, why are we? Why would you go away from that? You've already established exactly. it. Like, yeah, exactly. Um, it's it's very fascinating, and it's good on them, man. I'm glad that you know the this was like the the Black Adam movie was like Deadpool. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, Ryan Reynolds championed Deadpool, wanted Uh to play Deadpool, did everything that he could to get the Deadpool movie made, you know, like all this kind of stuff. And it happened and it made like bajillions of dollars. And now, you know, Deadpool is a household name. The Rock did the same thing with Black Adam, even more of a niche character in a lot of different Uh ways. And yeah, (laughs) and single-handedly revive the DC universe, dude hats off to him for doing the Lord's work over there, you know? And he did it by skirting around. He was like, no, we're putting fucking Superman in this. And you know, who's going to be playing Superman Cavill, get that bitch on the phone. Well, then, then he they started had like putting wrestle. it online. Yeah. Right. You know, like on those Instagram videos and people were like, yes. Yeah. Right. And Marvel's, I mean, um, Warner Brothers is like, I mean, I guess we have to do it. He's already. Yeah, he's already saying it's happening. He's saying he won't do the movie if we don't. Yeah. Well, if I learned anything from Wayne's World 2, if you book it, they will come. Yeah. So I'm. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Pearl Jam. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. But rebranding it. I bet he was in there but, like, no, I won't fucking cavil to come back. Yeah, if he right. Doesn't, no, I'm not doing it. I That's the Wayne's World Two call. Yeah, right. I want his salary. They're like, what do you mean? It's like whatever he got paid for Man of Steel, double it. It's like what? <laughs> okay. Well, not um, too long ago, had, we were reading that article about David Zaslav coming in. And it's yeah, like, right. Who's this guy? Then we look him up, dude. Two months later. James Gunn, showrunner, like yeah. firing everybody. Yeah. He came and in he, and they unmust them. Like. Yeah, right. And I don't understand the hate, dude, because like people, there's a lot of people out there that's like, this dude's fucking ruining everything for Warner Brothers. It was Brothers. already and ruined. I'm sitting here. Exactly. It was already Could you not ruined. recognize? Yeah. I mean, other than DC flicks, what else is WB putting out? Like they're putting out cartoons and stuff like that, and they'll have other films come out from time to time. But they were really like putting their fucking makers. Exactly, exactly. They were planting their flag in something that they single handedly destroyed by listening to the look. Listen to the internet is a good thing on certain things. Look at Sonic. Look at where we got with Sonic. You know what I mean? Snyder cut. They eventually came around and gave us the Snyder cut. But look at all the other terrible decisions. They recut fucking Suicide Squad, the original one, and made a really fucked up tone deaf flick. Then they had all the fallout from yeah. Batman v Superman, which in turn called into... yeah to Justice League, uh-huh. which came out by under Joss Whedon's control and was a giant shit stain in the fucking comic book fucking underpants. You know, like mm-hmm. they made a lot of bad decisions, and I think that. They couldn't get 
whoever was in charge over there could not get their shit together enough to get anything done. And I feel like Zaslov, and I don't understand that hate, man. Like, why hate on this dude for coming in and doing a job? I don't get it, man. I Like, people are, you know, oh, they're, he's canceling all these cartoons and all this stuff. Okay, well, how much money does it cost to make something animated? It, it It's very expensive. Time you know? consuming, yeah. Yes. That's like Kevin Smith announced Masters of the Universe. It took, what, four years for that shit to come out? Yeah. Maybe longer? And it's like, of course it did. You know, because you have to animate everything. You have to do voice work. You have to do everything, license everything. It's just, yeah. It makes sense to cut costs on animation now. Let's make a little bit of money now. And then we can start bringing the animation back. Well, like, and, it, and just, they're probably all those stories that they've, and there's a lot of those DC animated movies. Yeah. It seems like they come out every month. Yeah. The, there's those, several that come that out what a year. Gonna do is start making those real movies. Yeah, exactly. Right. Because the, you know, the cartoons get play. Yeah. But not as much as they don't show no. in the theater. No, they're not making billions no. of dollars for sure. And you that's know? what we need. Yeah, exactly. So it makes, and I could see some revivals of other Warner brothers franchises happening because of all this stuff, right? Yeah. I'm going to look it up. Warner bros, uh, films. Oh, a shit ton. I'm going to search Warner brother franchise. And let's see what this returns us here. So Lego, of course, Batman, Matrix. Oh, oh yeah. Harry Potter. Yeah. All this stuff is on HBO Max right now. Yeah. Yeah. Mortal Kombat. Uh, All the DC stuff. Looney Tunes, of course. Uh, The Ocean's Eleven flicks. Sherlock Holmes. Beetlejuice. I get it two more times, by the way. Um, Friday the 13th, Lord of the Rings, Thundercats, Westworld, uh, Police Academy, like their National Lampoon's Vacation. I mean, there's a ton of things. Yeah. It's just incredible things here. Do it, man. And not only that, but they own a lot of those old horror franchises too. There's a decent amount of horror franchises that they own. So like, Let's just make it happen, man. And he's doing it. And I don't get the hate. I don't I don't understand Fuck it. Exactly. Fuck. You're not the CEO. Mm-hmm. All I know is that like they're rebuilding everything right now, twenty twenty into twenty twenty two. We're not gonna start seeing flicks released until twenty twenty five. From twenty twenty five to probably twenty thirty five, it's gonna be banger after banger. I think that James Gunn's going to give it 10 years before he decides to move on and do something different. At least 10 years. So we're at least going to get 10 years of bangers. And then we'll see how it goes from there. I think that it'll it'll continue that trajectory. It'll have to because the standards will already be set way too high to not, you know? So... Speaking of Warner Brothers, Shazam! Fury of the Gods director says the final cut is complete. So Fury of the Gods is finally complete. Director David F. Sandberg 
shared the momentous news on his Twitter account with a shot of Zachary Levi's titular hero and the words finished now all now for a little off time. Uh, like many DCU films of late, the sequel to, tw- to 2019 hit Shazam has been shifted back and forth in Warner Brothers Discovery's release schedule, moving from an original 2023 release date to December of 2022 and finally settling on March the 17th, 2023. However, Sandberg has previously said that the movie was mostly complete and could have met its December the 20, December 2022 release date. That would have seen it go ahead, go head to head with Avatar, which even for the most sure-footed of releases would be a foolish move. So it was instead released with no direct competition. But here's the thing, though: they're done with everything. They had to do, you know, post, post op. You know what I mean? Yeah. Go in there, do the CGI's, do the other stuff. Um, still time for reshoots. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Still time for for bringing other characters in if they need to. Still time for expanding the mythology just a little bit. So I wonder if they'll go back to the drawing board on it. Because that seems like something that would absolutely um, benefit, especially whenever you're going to have Black Adam be the one that kind of revives everything. And then you're going to come in strong with Shazam as the next DC release. It makes sense. Yeah. So I'm excited to see that. I thought that that first one was such a silly good time. You know, I really like, yeah. I'm yeah. always down for another one of those. Yeah. It's like, it was like watching Spider-Man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of lighthearted. It, yeah. Right. But still so. got to, you know, scratch the itch. Yeah, scratch that itch, baby. Yeah. So Henry Cavill and Isa Gonzalez will lead a World War II action spy flick for director Guy Ritchie. The Ministry of Ungentlemanly well, uh, Warfare. Okay. <laughs> That's the name of the flick, yeah. So Man of Steel star Henry Cavill and Bloodshot's uh, Isa Gonzalez will lead the upcoming World War II action spy movie, The Ministry of Ungentle- Ungentlemanly Warfare, for director Guy Ritchie. The news comes courtesy of Deadline and reveals that Cavill, who has been a spy for Ritchie before in 2015's The Man from Uncle, will star as the leader of the secret combat organization, while Gonzalez will play a military sniper with extraordinary spy craft ability. Uh, roles that sound perfectly suited for the pair of action stars. Directed by Sherlock Holmes and the gentleman filmmaker Guy Ritchie, the Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare will be inspired by true events and will follow the World War II strategies conceived by United King Prime Minister Winston Churchill and James Bond creator and author Ian Fleming. The clandestine squad's Clan, <laughs> the clandestine squad's unconventional and entire, entirely ungentlemanly fighting techniques against the Nazis helped change the course of the war and in part gave birth to the modern black ops unit. The synopsis for the project and the report states. So that sounds, wait, the Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare will reportedly be chock full of colorful characters akin to director Quentin Tarantino's 2009 World War II movie, Inglorious Bastards. 
written by Guy Ritchie and Arash Amel. The Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare is set to be based on the works of war correspondent and military historian Damian Lewis, and more specifically his 2016 book of the same name, with Ritchie hoping that it will spawn an action franchise. A world in turmoil, an ancient evil awakened, the only thing that stands between the world and certain doom, the biggest bunch of whack jobs you've ever seen. The logline for the Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare book reads before revealing the colorful cast of characters that will likely inhabit the adaptation. A smooth-talking ladies' man who is quite possibly an alcoholic, paranoid schizophrenic with a knack for explosives, an egotistical know-it-all who spends most of his time with his pet bear, a self-absorbed martial arts expert who cares more about his guns than actual people, a promiscuous, promiscuous young girl who also happens to be a super genius and a grumpy old professor who could shoot the hair hanging out of your nostril from 300 meters away. Welcome to the ministry of ungentlemanly warfare. These men and women and bear are the only thing that stands between the world and certain doom. God help us all. That sounds like the perfect guy. Richie extraordinary gentleman. Yeah, right. Exactly. You know? Yeah. We can't do that. You know, I'm always down for a fucking Guy Ritchie flick, dude. Yeah, for real, right? And with, like, I hope that he pulls some crazy shit with this casting, dude. Because if these are the descriptions for some of the characters, I can't fucking wait to see what. And they've got to make it comedy, right? Yeah, exactly, right? It's got to be fucking hilarious, you know? So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I mean, Guy Ritchie, he's been doing some good things here recently. Yeah. His name is Dookie. Yeah. Um. So, the last thing he did was uh, uh, Wrath of Man. That was the last thing he did. And then the gen- oh, he yeah. did The Gentleman, Wrath of Man. He did Aladdin. He did a short for Beats by Dre. All right. I didn't know he directed All that right. Aladdin movie. Yeah, yeah. I haven't watched that. So he's working on Aladdin 2. It's in pre-production. Oh. The Interpreter. Let's see what this is. Uh, follows Sergeant John, who on his last tour of duty in, Af- in Afghanistan, is teamed with local interpreter Ahmed, who risks his own life to carry an injured John across miles of grueling terrain to safety. That sounds serious, dude. It does. It's got Gyllenhaal in it, though. Jakey. So, <laughs> so you know. Uh, and then he's working on this flick. So I wonder if anybody else is attached. Nope, it's just those two. That doesn't even look like Henry Cavill in that picture. I know, right? Like, he looks so much different with a beard. Like, yeah. head. Clan, dad, <laughs> So, but yeah, I'm excited, man. The Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare. What a Tongue name. Twister. Yeah, sounds, can't get it. Sounds riveting. Can't get it on the poster. It's too long, you know. Uh, some, of those, up, some of those names are really cool, though. Yeah, right. So last up here, I don't know if you guys heard about this, but Henry Cavill was just like, fuck the Witcher, I'm done. Oh, right? I've been following this. This has been uh, juicy. So Liam Hemsworth is taking over the lead role, which is Geralt, Geralt 
Geralt. Geralt. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so taking over. It took me a while to yeah. figure it out. I'm over here Googling pronunciations. I'm listening to that thing on uh, YouTube. <laughs> Geralt. Geralt. <laughs> it just goes saying it over. To, it's like, all right. <laughs> you see how so, much uh, channel how much money that channel rake said though yeah Crazy. it's ridiculous right <laughs> yeah yeah um so anyway cavill's out neeson not no wrong william hemsworth <laughs> is in <laughs> hemsworth is in um and whenever i first heard about this i'm like oh are they going to do a prequel series like what's happening here nah dude it's just twitter pick up thinks- where he left off yeah, Twitter thinks they've cracked the code. All right, season three for The Witcher comes out in December. This will be the last season that Cavill is in it. And some of the popular theories are that Henry Cavill oh. uh, leaving The Witcher after begging Netflix for the role and being the biggest fan of the franchise is making the report that the writers hate the books seem way more and more plausible. Oh. They chased that man away from the series. This is sick. Someone also said Henry Cavill knew too much about the source material for The Witcher, so Netflix got rid of him. Now, apparently, also, he apparently he did pull a bit of a George Lucas where he would be like, "That's not canon." Yeah, that that they would do like they, he'd lore check him. Like well, he would be like, he realizes you know, what that's going to do. It's like yeah, you know, make if the we fans put this happy. out, people are going to be pissed, right? Yeah, yeah, because I'm one of them. Motherfucker, and I mean. And I mean, dude, I mean, never mind that I'm a biased Cavill fan. We're all part of the cavalry, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all the cavalry? Yeah. No, no, like when his fans roll up, the cavalry yeah. has arrived. But it, but anyway, um, you know, you want you want people like this on, on big, like on franchise products. You want fans... Not not necessarily in a secular view, but like people who respect where these things come from, and yes. you know, I feel like a lot of a lot of like actors, writers, or whatever, when they're handling these things and they become a passion project, I think they know that there's naturally going to be stuff that's lost in translation, yes. and maybe certain ideas might get explored a little more than maybe they, you know, there, there's going to be differences. Yeah. But I feel like there's a there's there's enough room for compromise to still satisfy the fan, offering them something slightly new with something that that's already established, and it's another to go by what you know what we've been reading on you know with this article where, you know uh, I, I've heard the the phrase actively, what do you call it? actively going against it or whatever you know right, and you know that's. I mean, we need not look no further than Disney Plus to see the extent of that damage when that happens. Yeah. So, but, I mean, we may lose them as The Witcher, but we got our Superman back. Yeah. Yeah, for real. I'll take that trade. Yeah. I haven't watched The Witcher yet, but I have heard it's really good. Uh, I watched uh, season one and halfway of season two, and I didn't stop watching because I grew disinterested in it it's just you know like with a lot of stuff there's just other shit to watch you know and everything and what i watched it was good i don't know anything much about the witcher universe i never played the games but what what i've heard from from people i know who are fans of the property 
all the way up to just like me just glossing over a summary of it. it it's 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 cool and the show was interesting enough. Yeah. The only thing I know about the game is that you got to be sneaky Pringle and you can catch STDs and die. I remember the early I remember the early games like the first or second one uh, there was a combat pose that Geralt takes when you go into fighting, and I remember that being the, like the stuff of memes, man. Like yeah. if memes were big then, that would have been. It's like the, the Grand Theft Auto. Here we go again. Yeah, very. Yeah. It's a. It was a very janky pose. It was very awkward to be like, oh, that's his fighting stance. But I mean, who knows? There, there might be some reason i'm overlooking that makes it significant or whatever but i just remember it looked stupid as hell and people kind of laughed at it he's the witcher dude he'll put you in the picture (laughs) he can't get the hitcher though but but considering what we know about black adam and we know that (laughs) and we also know that we've recently read that there are flash reshoots Pretty sure a boy showing up in it too. Yeah. Yeah. And it, my thing is, is like it, the news seems very convenient, but it's not, it's, it wouldn't be difficult for him to be, to be in the Witcher, also to be in, um, to play Superman. Like it wouldn't be impossible. It might no. be difficult, but it wouldn't be impossible. Um, but, Kind of, like here's the way I look at it. Hats off to him, right? Because to be that much of a fan of the of any source material like that, to be like, I don't really want to be associated with this man. Yeah. This is kind of veering too You're far off the, the path. Yeah, like I don't want to do this. And he's down for the binge. He's out with the cringe. Well, like, dude, he's got plenty yeah. of money. Yeah, what right. About yeah. that. Yeah. No. And and my thing too is like if I'm at Netflix, I'm bringing him on as an uh, executive producer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and in terms of like new, when when you think of like this, the the new era of actors that that have sprouted up in the past 10, 20 years, the people who have become household names. The fact that our boy here's got a Tom Cruise film under his belt as well. Yeah, yeah, right. You know that 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 only ups the. You know that only ups his marketability, his brand. Power, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, he's come a long way from playing in Immortals. You know, yeah. Here's right. what I pictured, man. They they brought him into the office, and he's like, "I'm going into Warner Brothers today. I don't know what's going on. They want to see me." James Gunn sitting there. They're all sitting around. He's like, "How do you feel about putting on the cape again?" And he stands up and opens his shirt. And he's already and he's got, got it on. Suit on, dude. He's like, I never took it off, baby. You know? Yeah. I've been waiting I mean, for that's what man. I picture. I mean, in a really, I mean, it would, I mean, there, there's so much more interesting things that they can do. But it would be interesting if they, you know how we've read reports that in the DC films, they're wanting to try to Nick Fury, uh, Batman in some kind of way, you know? Yeah. Wouldn't be surprised if they did it with Superman instead. Yeah. yeah, right. That makes sense. But yeah, I mean, it, it's it's nice that we have someone on the inside, you know, because I feel like me and Henry go way back. But it's yeah. nice to have someone on the inside that's just like, I'm not fucking doing this, man. Yeah. Fuck you. Don't you wish the dude that played Jon Snow would have been like, you're doing what? You know? 
Yeah. How you much made- am I getting paid? <laughs> man, yeah. if 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 I was him, I'd have been like, man, we're. I know this take. I know the take that we just made was meant. But we're gonna have to change this floppy sword shit, man. <laughs> like, yeah, like, because yeah, the battle of the, the battle of the bastards was such a good moment in Game of Thrones, and that sword. And that, once once you once you see it, you can't you can't unsee it. Yeah, you know, a lot of people make you know jokes about the coffee cup, but it's like, man, like we're in the middle of a big ass battle, and this dude's wielding a fucking Dollar Tree store uh, uh, sword. Yeah. But yeah, hats off to him, man. Good, good on him for standing his ground. Because like they they're saying right now, right? You know, Liam's in, Cavill's out. But I mean, the internet can be a powerful thing. We've yeah. seen it. So clandestine, dude. <laughs> so. Andor. Mm-hmm. Andor. I just watched Andor a couple minutes ago. I did it right before I got on. He is in white prison where everything get hot. It, it is so bright in that motherfucker, dude. I had to turn the lights on. Because yeah. I was watching it with the lights <laughs> on, it was just too bright. Yeah, right. And it's right. not because his future's bright. No, it looks grim. And it is grim, you know? Um, so we see the fallout. So he was basically jaywalking on, on, on vacay, you know? Yeah. I was muted. I was muted, but I was saying, uh, oh, he has a bright ending. It's very bright. (laughs) (laughs) It might be the brightest ending in star Wars history, right? I mean, he gets to hug sunglasses because his future gets, (laughs) (laughs) he gets to hug the sun so much, you know? Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. Absolutely honest with you guys. Um, I didn't watch Andor. Um, I optioned for Tales of the Jedi. Someone get Dave Filoni a back brace because, like, he's straight carrying Star Wars right now. I mean, he always has been to a degree, but in the modern era of Star Star Wars. Uh, Tales of the Jedi was meant very much so. Like it's a story; it's a more entertaining story than what Andor was, and it's fucking animation, guys. And that should piss you off, because it pisses me off. I mean, I haven't watched it yet. I'm interested in checking it out, but <clears throat> I didn't mind this episode of Andor. Like I thought that, you know, it was uh, it's still building, momentum's going. Um, I'm just interested to see where it goes now. Like, it finally feels like it's on the right track, you know? I think that was episode eight, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. It's got, what, four more? Something. I think it's 12 this season. Yeah. So, <sighs> we got four more. We got four more episodes, and uh, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, we got, dude, uh, Oh, what's that dude's name? Andy Circus. Uh, Andy Circus. He was playing a mocap version of himself. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> we also got uh, Forrest Whitaker. Oh yeah, so he's back. Yeah, he's like, I, I mean, mean, I mean, I mean he had a make no mistake. Voice. 
Well, I mean, make no mistake. He's looking at you. <laughs> and everything else that's going on, right? <laughs> he's got his radar on. He was like, praise Casey and Andor. <laughs> he's a war hero. Praise. <laughs> um, but yeah, that pr- fuck that prison. Uh, first of all, I don't like even want like Surge Tanky and fuck that prison. Yeah, dude. Like, it's bad. That you work twelve hours a day, and then you have a little fucking nook that you're. St- they they put something in them or something that like oh, fucks sounds- them up. Sounds like he's working at Twitter now. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, Never but it was that. it was good though. Like I, I like to see where his he, he's going to hit his breaking point. It's getting a little bit more into like his psyche. Yeah, it's definitely like picking it up, but it took it to episode like six or seven. Yeah, before the change happened, and I feel like they probably lost a lot of viewers before it got to that. Yeah, right. I really do. I wonder if they're still going to do a uh, another season if this doesn't pan out the way they think. I mean, who who knows? I mean, the show looks. I mean, it's got so much money pumped into it. Like you, it would be surprising if they didn't. But that could very well be the reason why said money is pumped into it because it could be just you know like uh, just a, oh, a, a limited series. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know. Gotta love the volume. Well, yeah, wait, no, 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 no. They didn't use the volume in this show. I remember that now. I mean, I'm sure they used it in certain circumstances and used it as a tool rather than like the Mandalorian where almost all of it's on the volume. But uh, I saw where a lot of people were praising the approach that the production team did to uh, to making the show. Yeah. It looks great. But uh Pearl, the the main course, man. Maggie um, Pig. It right. Um new meaning to the the title X, I would say. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, the the pornographic angle that the the, the two films kind of leaned in. X being where you stand on stage, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like your, 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 oh, you yeah. know, that shit. Yeah. Um, did a lot of really interesting things with, I loved how technicolor it looked, you know, like Super the bright. aesthetic. Yes. The aesthetic, the way that it looks, even the scenes that they shot inside at the dinner table at night, mm-hmm. how, oh, yeah. it, how it was like lit by candles and shit. Kind of like, it had and, that look to it. And and not to say that X was bad, but I would say this absolutely was a superior film. I liked it more. Yeah. It I felt, still liked the other movie, but this one. Yeah. This felt more I don't know. I, I he he really he really nailed that classic vibe. Like the, the you know the seventeen vibe. Well, well, I mean, just, I mean, like in the presentation, like yeah. from the credits to you the like way. You like how they did the like, cover like the, up for even, people even, wearing the mask uh, when they go to town? Oh, uh, we're going to get to Pete that. Lock, <laughs> yeah. So they're like, oh, we'll just Which, ride in the Spanish flu. It was clever. It was clever. I won't lie. It was, it was clever. Um, 
probably the most on the nose social commentary. But I mean, how could you not at that point? You know, because I, way I they think could it, film. Yeah. So, but the uh, but yeah, just the overall vibe the movie gets just for us out the box. Just I don't know. There, there's some. There, there's this weird charm about the <clears throat> even down to the 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 way they made him act, like the acting yeah. in the, the the way she, the way they made, the way Ty West directed Mia Goth in the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause like, cause it's not, it has that, you know, where I was waiting at some point at any given point for her to be like, Amy M. Yeah. Oh yeah. Amy yeah. M. It had wizard of Oz. Yeah, dude. Um, I just want to I be would... a big star. Yeah, I, and, and I wish I wish I could be like, man, that over exaggerated, you know, Southern drawl, you know. But let me ask you this: <sighs> Do you think her father was from Germany too? And here's the here's why I say that. So they've been out there living on this farm all this time. If they're both German, how'd she get the accent? Well, I mean, just her by mother... being in just it's regional dialect, man. Yeah, but. They're on that farm all the time, and 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 her parents would teach her how to speak. I mean, you learn that at a yeah. young age. Like you're not going a lot of places. Well, remember so I figured the whole that one end. of them had to be. Yeah, they, I, I assume the there. father probably is American simply yeah. because, I mean, the whole um, in-law subplot with the with the with Mitzi. Yeah. Yeah. So, which I mean, dude. That uh, that weird shot during the ending credits where yeah. she's just smiling. Where she does that was uns that was unsettling as hell. Dude. It was, and it just kept going, and it was like, she was like you see her strain, like yeah, she was trying I mean, not to blink. Uh, I definitely think that this movie, it's one of those oddities where you really do need to watch X before you watch this, despite this taking place because there's so many visual cues and nods to X that rev up the tension. Yeah. Like that damn pick pitchfork. Yeah. Um, the alligator, like we all know, you know what I mean? All of that stuff. Yeah. Um, that was another shot that I thought was super creepy was at the end where she's in the red dress, she's got mm-hmm. her stuff, you know, all the stuff's happened, and she's got her father dressed up too, and he's in that wheelchair. Yeah. And when she comes down the step with her stuff, she's getting ready for the audition, right before she kills him, basically. Uh-huh. But she's like, how do I look? And the camera cuts to the father, and you see that one single tear rolling yeah. down his face. Like, he can't say anything. Like, yeah. he's in, like, pure mortal terror. Like, that's... that. that it's not it's not scary, but it's eerie. It's, it's unsettling. Like yeah. yeah, like she got him she dressed him up. Yeah. Yeah. And I always I thought it was I mean no no maybe I'm just not informed on how the way things were in nineteen eighteen. Pretty sure you don't bathe with your paraplegic father right next to you. Well the mother didn't like that either. Like yeah, that was weird. Kylie, that was very Well then like he was he was looking at her. Well, when he, he would, well, like whenever she would like kick up her leg, yeah. like like she was giving him a show. Uh huh. That was strange, and it was, 
it was fucked up, man. Yeah. Like, it was really fucked up. Well, when she got up in his face that one time, I was like, are you even in there? This is after she fucked the scarecrow. Oh, yeah. She, I thought yeah, she was like, going to, like, do something. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, she had it. She, well, it, well if you, I thought she was going to do it then and there, because remember, she had him by the throat, and you yeah, could hear his nah, wind I thought she was going to do something else. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was just weird. Like, why is she I, well, I'll, I'll be honest. I was waiting for some weird moment like yeah. that where maybe he snaps out of it or maybe there's a callback to where before he got sick, maybe he yeah. did do something fucked up to her or whatever. A mom fucked her up. Yeah. I mean, could you imagine? No. It'd be hell. Oh, yeah. man. When her freakouts were great. Believable? <laughs> yeah uh, like both of them like yeah. whenever the mother comes down on her ass oh, yeah. like finally like you're like oh well, I they see really what... slapped each other well it's like well when you see it uh, when you see that play out because if you remember she's telling her she's like you know you're not leaving the farm dude you're fucked up yeah. like and i'm smart yeah. enough to know not to let fucked up get fucked out you i've know? seen the stuff you yeah. do when you think people's not looking and, but when she, but when she starts, you know, when the mother starts losing her shit, you're like, ah, oh, here's the parallel. Like oh, that will fall like, far from the tree. I don't want to be like you. It's yeah. like me. Oh, me. Yeah. You know? bitch, you are, you are me. You know, like, um, but yeah, dude, all, all, all of, uh, pearls, like when she flipped out on the projectionist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, also like when yeah when she when she was, uh, I think it's the mother when she's just screaming in her face, yeah. like just you know just like that. It's just crazy. Oh, she acted her yeah. ass off. Yeah, I've never seen sure. her act like that. No, we've seen her in a few things, but she she took it to the next level, dude. But I mean, think about it though, because she was a producer on it. They shot X. Ty West was like, I got the idea. I got this idea for a prequel. We're in kind and, of lockdown. Might yeah. As well. Yeah. So small well, crew had to be a very small I did, crew. I did notice on the credits that the story was credited to both West and Goth. Yeah. So I was like, oh, we kind of got a, like a Tarantino Thurman thing going on. Yeah. Well, because, and I think uh, it, you know, it was how they did kill Bill and everything. Like they, like they had an initial idea, and yeah. then they both just kept spitballing stuff, and it just became, you know, a, like a more X, just a more like, common. Yeah. Pearl's past. You know, yeah. what would she be like? And, what what made her yeah. this way? And I feel like, to me, what it feels like is, and I don't know what his style. I don't know Ty West style and all that, but it felt like. He left it very open as far as like how she reacted to a lot of situations. I think that's and why the acting was so good. Yeah, because yeah. it felt real. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it in a, in a lot of ways, it felt real. Like that scene at the table, and mm-hmm. we were talking. Me, me and Adam was talking about this the other night. It's like you, you know, long shot. You can see at certain points she looks over, and you like it's that thing that inevitably happens where like, do I keep going? Cause yeah. it is a long shot looks over and, and dudes like, keep it going, yeah, keep it going. Keep and every, cause every time she kind of looks, she, she revs it up a little so bit some more. more she, yeah. She just keep, keeps getting the intensity and, and the emotion and stuff into it. 
and it's genius, man. Like, you know, they worked very closely on it together and you can absolutely see that. And I don't know, you know, how either one of those two individuals were raised, but if they weren't raised in an abusive uh, household, then I don't, you know what I'm saying? I mean, like, dude, when she when she's sitting there, just like rage was there, when she's yeah. talking to Howard, mm-hmm. that whole speech yeah. that lays so out about that long shot, yeah, yeah, that that was yeah, like like you're saying, man, like that was that was good shit, man. Yeah, well, I, I was enjoyed at that the, in the movie, and I was like, when the fuck is Howard going to show up? You know? Yeah, right. Like, yeah. Yeah, we were talking about that the other night. Like, I wanted to know more. Like, when he shows up, you know, it's like, oh, you've been sitting here with your dead parents. Like, yeah, yeah. you're fucking well fucked, right? Like, what happened after that would have been nice. You know, I not get where that why they stopped and what he did, what he did. But I thought we were going to get some of them being together. Like, yeah, because even in X, they had a body hanging up downstairs that had been stripped. Well, if you think about it. And to add to what Griffin was saying and how they were acting with X, they left it open-ended a little bit. I felt like that would be the open end for Pearl is that now we have, we have a start and a finish. We know her fucked up beginnings and we know how the ending is going to play out, where everything is going to come to a head in the present day yeah, or whatever uh, time period fucking X took place and I can't remember. It's like the what seventies and eighties or something like that. Seventies. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, now we have this like we have now. Well, not us, but Ty West has this this little parameter set for himself where he can just he could revisit this story. Oh, yeah. At least at least two or three more times, I would say. Well, you know, the next yeah. one's going to be the girl going to Hollywood. But there's still, I was telling him that then I was like, there's a movie in between those two. Well, now we, well, now we have the Bonnie and Clyde movie where Howard is like, what the fuck? And then she convinces him. And then now we have a murder farm. Yeah. And being able to like a movie like that, where Howard, like, and and it makes sense that he would be like, eh, whatever, because he just got back from world war one. He's seen like, even though he saw that, he saw the table and everything. His expression, over, yeah, yeah, like it. It was odd that it was there and probably mortifying for sure. But his composure didn't really slip that much. Yeah. Well, he's probably no. thinking, "You poor thing, your folks died." Yeah. That would be a crazy. <laughs> that would be a crazy way for the 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 film to start. As he would be like, "Why didn't you tell anybody?" And she's like. Oh, the flu. They died of the flu. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. This, that, and the other. I haven't known what to do. How'd that would burnt? be. Because well, if you were. Because if you were. Because if to get rid of the. Because <laughs> if you remember how we see Howard in X, he's straight up just like, my wife's unwell. Like, yeah. Overlook yeah. her. Don't talk to her. Leave her the fuck alone. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like he was co- he was kosher. Like he was like my my wife's got tendencies, yeah. and so he obviously like that had been going on a long time. Of course, so you know adding more stuff to have X's because like it's almost like X now is this this point where you can go back fill in some of these little details 
and you can go back and watch X and it hits yeah. it, it like you have greater context. It's more it's more fleshed out, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's it's very interesting to because like I don't think that I've seen them do a horror movie quite like this. Because well, like it's, it's like a it's like a and I don't have the trademark here, but it's almost like a it's a different approach to a slasher saga. Yeah, yeah. Because it goes full slasher film when we when it's time for the blood to spill in the film. Yeah. Like I mean, everything's a classic chase you, dude. Yeah. Cut you up, stab you. Like it, it goes full slasher movie. Yeah. And so. They could still do that and have those like, dude. What about that shot? Now that I'm thinking about it, where she squeezes that egg and he yeah. just blows the fuck up coming up the driveway. Uh-huh. Yeah, like you could tell that they threw some some money at that. Like there was some there were some pretty cool shots too, especially when uh, she's doing her audition and it turns oh, yeah. into that big war sequence. That was really cool. Yeah, I, like I'm sitting there going, what? like, I, like when I'm when I was watching that scene, I was like, this bitch is in La La Land. Yeah, dude. oh like, yeah. She's, well, she just murdered her parents. Checked the, and yeah, she's just checked she's the leaving? fuck out. And you're sitting yeah. there going, like, she's gonna get the job. But when she was dancing like that, I was like, oh, that because we know she stays on the farm. Yeah, right. I'm like, she is gonna melt down. Oh, and does and she? Did. You know, I had to turn it down. I was like, she's crying too hard. Yeah, she was oh, really man. crying too, man. When she raises up, she had like snot, and that girl was yeah, like, "Come like, on, dude. girl, don't cause a scene." <laughs> and they, like, she had to watch something, or someone had to say, like, they had to like have some sort of thing to get her in in the the zone for that, because yeah, incons- she played she plays inconsolable really well, yeah, like frighteningly well. I want I want to see. And it would be interesting if they did do another like prequel slash sequel where um, you see everything from Howard's perspective. Now, Ooh. hear me out. You start the flick with him, like them getting married. Yeah. Then he's like, I'm going to war, right? I'll be back. Then it does like quick cuts of yeah. him in war, you know, seeing the fucked up shit. And then the movies, and this is like credits, you know, then it cuts to him walking through that door. You know, he's like, I'm, I'm happy to be home, yeah, you know, Pearl. Uh, yeah. And that's where that movie, and it be from his perspective where it's a horror movie where he's afraid you know of what's her. On him. Well, yeah. Like he well, don't, yeah. But you know. Dude, well, Tad, what you're saying, man, like have like a parallel shot whenever, you know, have like a moment where he's writing to her. And he's, you know, trying to be as quick but descriptive as he can. And so he's not, you know, he's not saying everything, obviously. But, you yeah. know, he's like, we're over here. The war's, te- you know, it, it the, like some of the choices I have to make are really tough. And he's like put, putting down his out, like, like mercy killing people and shit. Yeah. But have it parallel because he's, he's, because think about the parallels there. He's overseas around a ton of motherfuckers. Like, granted, it's war, it's brutal and fucked up, but he's around people. So it's this weird isolation where he's alone, except for like, except for his troops and everything. But he's still yeah. around. There's still that social interaction and that attention that comes from being just in society or some sort of public, you know cut to pearl isolated at the farm 
you know, all of this. And she's reading it, and we're like, while he's, you know, using his words and what he's saying, yeah, have her parallel shot doing stuff similar, like killing just the innocent animals and shit. Yeah, she's like her frustration, like just tidying on the farm. Yeah, yeah. killing animals. Yeah, like that would be a, a crazy little montage. And speaking of montage, um. How awesome was that 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 one near the end where they they do the split in the view? Yeah, right. where she's dismembering the the the, oh, the in laws, cool. which was that was gnarly. Yeah, like when she's sitting there splitting limbs, decapitates her, like, yeah. and then on the other side, just like just well, I'm, let me just light these fucking candles, guys, and yeah. just get it settled. It was like the like it's weird that a movie like this worked as well as it did. And yeah. that's total credit to West. Uh-huh. Yeah. Cause like, I mean, obviously with God's performance too, but just, Somebody it had fascinates. Vision. Well, it, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Cause you know, when you bring up, cause I, now that I'm thinking about what we've been discussing, like we're talking about stuff that's not new, it's not cutting edge. Like there are plot points that we bring up that you could pinpoint to another film. Mm-hmm. And he was able to take what made those things tropes or staples, whatever, whatever, you know, yeah. What the makes them a common element. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> like being able to take all of those and do it in a way that doesn't necessarily have to pay homage, but at the same time, make it exciting again. Yeah, because that's that. I think that's one of the harder aspects of horror is taking an idea that has been done into the ground and making it worthwhile to sit there again. Like how many times? Like other than just people that just love gore stuff, like the gore hounds out there, and then there's nothing wrong with that. That's a shtick, whatever. But in terms of like trying to make a like very good film like something that's gonna like the next big the next character that in 10 20 years someone's gonna bring it up and they're gonna go yeah dude that was fucking crazy you know yeah like i feel like with horror that that's like a merit badge that they that people that 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 creators want to get without talking about trying to get it you know and it's kind of unspoken but it you know well i guess with anything you know it's 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 the the I don't know. I'm just really impressed that this movie is, is that I'm, I'm sorry. I'm still, I'm coming out from the fresh watch, mm-hmm. like right hot off the hills. So I'm still processing this. And so, you know, the, I guess I'm just, I'm just really impressed that a movie with little to what this movie didn't really get any produ- uh, not production, but promotion. Did it? I know X did cause it had a theatrical release. Uh, but, I think but, it got a limited theatrical, yeah, but so. the, the the buzz came from everybody talking about it, about yeah. how good it was. I mean, um, with dude, how much more could you ask for? He dropped both of those movies this year. Yeah. Both of them came out this year. I mean, I one mean, at the it's a city. Year, one at the end. It's a, I mean, it, I'd say next year. It's a, uh, it's a serial killer lightning in a bottle moment, man. Yeah. yeah. He was he was definitely able to do something where it it felt connected. It's kind of like Friday the Thirteenth and Friday the Thirteenth Part Two, right? Mm-hmm. 
it, it very much has that feel to it to a certain extent where it's two different it's it's the same killer but it's two different versions of the killer in this <clears throat> where you have the old old woman version and then the y- super young like I'm going to go crazy and start murdering people version um done each one tropey as fuck in their own way but in not a corny goofy jokey kind of way absolutely i mean, I mean x felt like your classic slasher horror flick and this felt like such an incredible like character study psychological flick of just descent into madness and like it works and you know and 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 i feel like i need to recant what i said about you know needing to watch x before watching pearl i don't necessarily think that's that that's very that's really true honestly the more i think about it because if you remove that suspense, the the parts that that have the foreshadowing yeah, or the callbacks for no you, idea. yeah, and it it, it would like, just add to more more eeriness. There's more. We're nuance just sitting there waiting it. for her to murder somebody. We know that's gonna happen. Yeah. yeah. If you watch this for the first time, you didn't know. Yeah. Whenever it does pop off. Yeah. Well, she stabbed oh, that so, dude in the head with that thing and then kicked it. Yeah. Like okay. Well, what would be intense would be if you go back and watch like like if we try to 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 only think of it, or like if you try to or trying to put myself in in the uh, moviegoer who hasn't seen either film, and you're gonna sit down and you're gonna go, oh, what's up with this these this Mia Goth films? If you watch Pearl, and then you watch X, wouldn't that completely change the scene? Where the old woman, old old woman Pearl, takes the pitchfork and kills the guy through the door, wouldn't that be like a twist moment now? Mm-hmm. Because the minute that happens, you're like, "Oh shit, it's her." I mean, you know it's her, but like, I don't know. Well, well, I don't know. I'm nah because at that point in the movie you already know that that's pearl because they make a whole point in this movie that's like nah she's on the farm dude yeah but yeah i would love to see them follow follow this up at some point with the perspective from howard and one thing that i thought was going to happen was howard dies in the war right and the projectionist was going to get stuck I kind of thought that too, that he was going to be the yeah. leader, but yeah. he would have had to go by Howard because Howard was in the other movie. The guy was Howard and X. So that's yeah. why and I, was I like, thought, wait a minute, is he, what's happening here? Yeah. I thought it was going to be one of those things where like, maybe she calls him Howard cause she's yeah, insane. Crazy. Yeah. And he's just like, uh-huh, I'll be your Howard. <laughs> you know, I'd be your Howard if she wouldn't murder me, you know? Yeah. So. I know this is, this is weird. And I know that in the past few years, we've, we've gotten our, our nice few slices of, uh, of revisits to this universe. But after watching both of these films now, I truly think that Ty West, if the guy's even got an interest in it, he should totally contribute something to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Because he, he, he nailed the, this farm is 
fucking in the boonies. Yeah. Yeah. Like the shots of, you know, the wide shot of the road whenever the bike, the bike, the, the scarecrow area. Like this, I mean, dude. Needless to say, these Germans live in Stardew Valley. Like yeah. you got to fucking yeah. trek to town. Like, but anyway, um, but yeah, just like even like even like even you know the dinner sequence is a Texas Chainsaw thing. Yeah. yeah. All the dead people around the table. Oh, yeah. She's fixing it like there's nothing wrong, you know. Like, I was like, "There's no way she's about to eat some of that pig," but it was just setting them up like nice little family dinner. Yeah, like whenever she came back down there and laid with her dead mom and put her arm around her, I was like, "I bet she didn't get many of those." Yeah, right. She's making up for lost I thought time. It was, I thought it was a nice touch that they had the mother look normal. To kind of show you what she's looking at. Yeah. Because I mean, I don't know. Dance, when she was like, next. Oh, man. man. When, it, oh, when, when the when the panel is nothing but like the victims. Well, then when, yeah. and when you, the reason, one reason I started thinking Howard was dead because every time she would see him there, like he was dead. He was like, yeah. Pale. yeah. And I was like, oh, he might be dead. Well, I mean, it had. To, well, I mean, it added to that isolationist fit mentality that she was getting, because you know, despite all the other crazy stuff going on in the movie and your that's in your face, and and the, when when you know when it's when you're watching it or whatever, the the thing that 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 they can get lost, I guess, in the viewing is that like a lot of people when you know when they had somebody who was shipped off to war like that. It would be months before they heard from them, like years. And, you know, a lot of people probably did get just kind of gave up. I mean, they 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 stuck true, but like they, you know, they they were like, man, yeah, they're fucking dead. Yeah. I just read in the paper that this city just got completely fucked. Like they're gone, you know? Yeah. But yeah, dude, I'm going to give it a full star. I think that. I'm super excited for Maxine and I'm very happy with what they did on this. Like if Maxine's a banger, it's going to be a great little trilogy, yeah. you know, what's going to set him up nice. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm full. So probably going to get a, uh, maybe a little black and white viewing dude. Fuck. Right? Yeah. Cause dude. it's like, it's bright. Yeah. So when you make it black and white, for some reason, those bright movies like that, they pop on a black and white. And the practical effects, the practical effects looked great, but I bet in black and white, it's going to look even better. Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of fits that, uh, wizard of Oz kind of, dude, I'm telling you, I didn't think about that, but if you, if you watch this movie and you don't know nothing about X, you just start watching this. There's a bunch of people that would probably sit through it being like, Oh, this poor girl. Like, I hope she gets out. And then when it finally kicks off, it's like, oh, well, when she fucks the scarecrow, they're going to be like, whoa, what is this? (laughs) What am I watching? Because, you know, at first it's all happy-go-lucky living on the farm. You know what would be an interesting edit? slip this one in on somebody. Dude, you do black and white for all the real-world sequences, and then when she's off in fucking La La Land, or when she's fucking, you know, when, when the mask slips for her, it's in color. Yeah. Oh yeah, that would be interesting. 
but yeah man i give it a full star as well uh i would i, I dare say with the approval of the podcast commissioner, I would like to give this the coveted golden pearl. Ooh. Yeah. A pearl dipped in gold. A golden pearl that's wrapped in film. And I'm telling you guys, y'all don't want to know the type of clams I had to fight to get it. <laughs> hmm. That's all I do is fight clams, dude. Ugh. I had to go. I had to go Indiana Jones on that thing. I try, but I try to say goodbye. <laughs> You've been watching Spider Man lately. Nah. Remember, remember when she was the big artist cameo in the first Spider Man? Yeah. Thank God for Green Goblin showing up. So I'm interested in some of these here trailers that we got lined up. We got some good ones here. While we're pulling this up a little, um, on Sunday I was hanging out with the grandparents and she pulled up that uh, Quiet on the Northern Front, I think. Remember we watched the trailer? All, all Quiet on the Western Front. Okay, that's it. Yeah. Now, I sat there and watched it for like 40 minutes. They fell asleep when they woke up. Was, was it like, good? I, I like what I saw. Like, I'm definitely going to finish. I've heard it good, is foreign. I've, I've uh, heard good things. It could even be thrown on for foreign film February, but Ooh. Um, it is a two and a half hour foreign movie with no yeah. English whatsoever. But it looks I'm amazing. Sold. Like world, like war films, like foreign war films, like they have that. Maybe it's the dumb American in me, but. It feels more like those films feel more honest. Well, I like than seeing ours. it from that point of view because we always see, you know, yeah, Saving Private. I mean, yeah, and this well, is like from, 1917. Yeah. That's when it takes place. So it's like you're seeing the other side. The Germans are fighting the the French. Well, it's like a mm-hmm. big contrast that I notice when you watch the, you know, when you watch the American perspective of the war. It's like. We stood up and fucking marched to war and it was, it was, it was, it was awful, but we got it done. And you watch the, like any of the foreign films have a bleakness where it's just, everything's fucked. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, I mean, and it's the, that was the reality. Like over there, it was the end of the world as they knew it. So I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, it's a more engaging story. Those more bleaker ones. Right. But yeah, Lady Gaga, I mean, poke her face, pow, I mean, movie. And the bo- uh, the jacket's in this too? The, the jacket. body. The jacket? Yeah. The jacket? Brown. Dude, when the jacket meets the looper, bro. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready. ready though. Oh, yeah. All right, three, two, one, play. Peacock original. Oh, you you know it's going to be good when that starts playing. Yeah.
Oh, shit. Ryan Johnson? Yeah. That looks like a show I'm probably going to watch oh, yeah. with the wife. These streaming servers like, are killing it. Um, I've been impressed with Peacock. Yeah. I mean... Peacock! It's not that bad. Sorry if my mic's picking up my kid in the other room. She's in there having a... having a voice chat thing herself so i apologize too late in the game at this point but i don't still. think i've heard anything okay this chord's like uh-uh hell yeah hell where you yeah. go <laughs> this episode <laughs> of real estate podcast is brought to you by discord it's free yeah you can pay but why would you <laughs> worry about not showing your own time. bigger files i have dropbox <laughs> and google drive Thank you. And oh, but no, but 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 for real though, anytime you're watching a movie or a trailer, and House of the Rising Sun starts playing, mm-hmm. pretty good. You gotta be brave to pull that one too, because it's like, all right, it better be good. It's yeah, yeah, it's like this shot better be fucking cool, or the story you're about to like try to pitch to us better be awesome. Yeah, right. The Eternal Daughter. This kind of came out of. A24, baby. So we got 3,000 years of longing in it. That's the eternal daughter. Is she bald? Y'all ready? I'm ready. (laughs) Three, two, one, play. Hilda Swinton can't do it, but Bilda Swinton can. Bilda Swinton. Bald Tilda. Oh, Wait, oh, oh, crazy Tilda Swinton. her and playing her mom. Okay. This is shot on an old camera. Yeah. Yeah, I see that aspect. Yeah. Ratio. Well, and like this, the way it looks, it looks. Oh, that's why. Looks like a. Scorsese. Film, maybe. Different. We got Scorsese doing a BBC film. Yeah, he's an executive producer. He footed the bill, piloted the ship a little. Cameras. (laughs) That's what he. That was his. Look, Tilda, you're gonna have to shake that Marvel shit off of you. I need a real actress here. That's crazy, though, that she can play the young and the old. Like. Like, she kind of looks young and old at the same time. Yeah. Weird. I wonder if this is where they shot men. I think so. It looks like that place. Like, Yeah. She's not real. That seems. Or what if there's some weird ritual going on? 
There's a twist. There's a twist. Yeah, I think there's some time meddling. She's her own grandpa. <laughs> so, Zach follows me on Twitter. Zach Ward, right? The bully. Yeah, Scott Farkas. I don't know if I've mentioned that before, but... <laughs> um, And he tweeted this out the other day, and I was like, pod locked on it, you know? Yeah. He's is, in. This, is this the reboot? I think it's just they, like, picked it up. I think the... The guy on the thumbnail, that's dude, I think. Yeah. You should try out. Ralphie? Yeah. yeah. Let's, let's, let's get I don't know that world. for sure, but I think he's the dad now. All right. Three, two, one, play. Yeah, it's him. Yeah. A classic, man. Yeah. I think it's really her. Oh, I'm down. Yeah, I already like it. Oh, God. That's really him, too. That's really Ralphie. Same actor. I love it, dude. Got that fucking... It's like a Christmas story mixed with a fucking Christmas vacation, man. Yeah. But can I... I hate to be a party pooper, but can I bring us down to earth for a second? Snap back to reality. (laughs) This this is probably going to be enjoyable. But I think we also all know that it's it feels like it's just another it's it's not it's not going to be able to stand on its own two legs. Mm, I could see that. I mean, I know it's a sequel. I mean, I know all obviousness set aside. I mean, like, in terms of, like, trying to trying to be what people would... I mean, because I mean, The Christmas Story, for all it was, is a one-and-done classic, you know? Yeah. And, I don't know, I feel like it's going to be one of those things where it's a nice revisit to it, but no one's going to probably flock to this one. What's like on HBO? they do the other, yeah. yeah. Well, like they do the other, yeah. Like, well, I mean, I guess it's a product of the times because movies aren't celebrated like 
like like well, the classics were. That movie gets a twenty four hour runtime on what yeah. is it? Family every every year. Yeah, yeah, Christmas, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, play that movie for twenty four. Oh, for sure. Hours. Oh, this for ain't sure. gonna get that kind of treatment. Like you'll have to go seek this no. one out. But you know, the upcoming Christmas people, I I feel like a lot of people will watch it yeah. this year. But maybe yeah. not, you know, once that's like, all right, we've seen that. Like, Well, I yeah, felt like this is probably revisiting gonna, it like the other one. This is going to make people watch it. And then they're like, it's based on this. And they pull it up and they're like, oh, that movie. <laughs> like, yeah. it's going to be one of those, I think. But yeah, it, it'll be nice to revisit the characters. I mean, it would be like if they did another Christmas vacation and. It follows um, Rust. Randy Quaid can't be in it. Well, yeah, he's canceled. Yeah, right? he can't. So. But God of War Ragnarok, what is I this? I don't know what to, I think this has got something to do with the game. Yeah. But it's got LeBron James, Ben Stiller, John Travolta. I'm like, what? I got to see it. Like, Yeah. You know, I would I would be totally down if this was a, a little segment we do in uh, our trailer portion where not necessarily just video games, but like when a game's marketing reaches a level where they, they have actual actors and actresses doing shit for it. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a worthy drop for, for the trailers. Hell yeah, dude. And I mean, this... that thumbnail. Yeah, so that's this, says, oh, oh, this is going to be hilarious. Yeah. All right. Three, two, one, Tropic Thunder. <laughs> ben Stiller still got it, man.
<laughs> I love how dry <laughs> this is. Yeah. <laughs> Clever. That's a campaign right there. That's a yeah. I think they call it a little breakthrough. Le- <laughs> Leviathan axe. <laughs> I think that was their real kids. I know that was yeah. LeBron's son, Ronnie. Yeah. Is that Travolta's daughter? I mean, because a few. Anyway, smoking. DB Cooper. Still don't know who he was. Well, it was Loki, nah. right? Yes, it was Loki. But shit, yeah, dude, I'm ready. All right. Three, two, one, play. About time they made a movie. I know they've done stuff, but you know, a good movie. Yeah, but, but something legit. Yeah. Well, the closest thing they had was they tried to act like the dude from Catch Me If You Can was him. Yeah. Hey, so it's like the doc movie style. Yeah. He only asked for like 200K. Yeah. Which, quite a bit of money. In the 70s, yeah. Still, if you're going to go through that risk. (laughs) Wow. That looks interesting, though. Pale blue eyes. What? That's a fucking velvet underground song. No, this is just called the Christian Bell, because I feel like that's what this is about to be for 50 seconds. We were standing here. (laughs) All right, let's, let's vote. Let's vote right now. British accent, American accent. Uh, uh, I think I'm gonna go uh, British off those suits in the back. That, it, 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 it's just gonna, it's just gonna spiral, man. Because it's like, all right, what context are we? Is it gonna be really, really subtle and in his face? Are you in it? Yeah. Or is he gonna be like? <laughs> or is he gonna be like? We are all dead. 
you know, like <coughs> going anyway. British with a lisp. I'm I'm gonna go American because Thor, British and American, because yeah. he flirted the line, and then Amsterdam, British, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. It's time for an American voice. Let's He's like, let me pull it out of my bag of voices. Yeah. Where is she? It's nice. All right. <laughs> All right. He wouldn't trust an ordinary citizen. Huh? Three, two, one, play. I don't know. I don't know. Cool. Loving the camera oh, stuff. I speak English. Are we doing a southern accent? That ain't him, is it? Okay. Like the cast. Robert Duvall. It's got Robert Duvall, yeah. I saw that too. I saw, yeah, I was like, wait a minute. It's either going to be very intriguing or a total snore fest. And he doesn't speak yeah. the whole time. Yeah. So are we getting this, this, this thumbnail suggests it's Jesse Eisenberger. Yeah. He's, he's thick, ain't he? He's oh. finally growing into his face. <laughs> <laughs> so COVID ready. weight. Yeah. All right. Three, two, one, play. Drama series. He's good at complaining. This looks like it was directed by Woody Allen. I probably won't be. Based off a novel. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is going to have really good acting, but I just n- not really interested in the story. Yeah. No. I have my own problems. <laughs> you know what I mean? I have my own drama to deal with. No drama series, yeah. 
Yeah. Did y'all know this is Tang. a new series? Santa Claus? Yeah. It's episode. Well, we read, we saw the article where it's going to be a show. And I remember us all being like, if it's not Tim Allen, we're fucking not dealing with it. They brought him back. Look, look yeah. Are we going to do this on the pod? I'm down. I mean, might as well, right? It's going to be coming I mean, to Disney Plus, so. I mean, man, I mean, I said fuck Halloween, so at least we get round two of Christmas. <laughs> I'm ready. All right, three, two, one, play. Fucking Kumar. It's pretty fucking obvious. Yeah. I mean, oh, the magic meter's going down. I haven't seen her since Lost. Uh oh. Bring Santa back. Who's the guy? Pretty hard. Yeah. Vince Vaughn. Bernard. They saved me with Bernard. Yeah. Yeah. Because that song did not slay. No, dude. Not at all. Who's oh the bad God. guy? Who's the bad son? That's what I want to know. It's You know it's going to be somebody like, what? Yeah. It would be good if it's like, the new Santa's ruining fucking Christmas. And he turns around and he's like, well, the funny, well, the funny thing about Christmas is fucking, you well, know. How how on the nose is that though? Because when they announced it, I'm sure there was people being like, "If it's not Tim Allen, it's it's gonna ruin it." So the movie's about yeah. Santa Claus, try, you know, the Tim Allen trying to move on, and the new guy just sucking at the job. Because there's only one Santa Claus, dude, and that's Scott Calvin. Yeah. True words. I mean that first one's such a good a good I mean it's right up there with Home Alone, man. It like is. at Christmas time you bust out the Christmas movies, dude. I don't know about y'all, but Home Alone's one that I like to watch. Uh fucking the Santa Claus, the Grinch, 
you know Christmas vacation. Yeah, dude. It's a Screw. good time. <laughs> I mean, we've we've this ain't our first rodeo. <laughs> Ten thousand. <laughs> I'm glad you I'm glad you irreverent. Alright. I thought the show was called Peacock on the service Peacock. I was like, huh? Well, we just we just, we just praised this a little a little too much a little too soon. They're like it's about peacocks. Three, two, one, play. I bet no one holds back in this. Huh? Mm-hmm. Is he pretending to be a priest? That was fucking. Are we getting a little breaking bobble here? Breaking. Complete cock off. Because you didn't knock. So, at its heart, this is piece of shit who turns into a reverend who learns his way. Let me guess. The episodes are going to be named after, like, Psalms. Yeah. So it's my name is Earl, but with. (laughs) (laughs) Shalom. Is that a children's Bible? Spoiler alert, you didn't even get to Revelation. <laughs> what the fuck is this? Little Robert De Niro, De Niro and, and Malkovich? Robert De Niro, you know? Now that's Are you, I, feel like, I, feel like you're, I feel like you're squinting your eyes right now, aren't you? That's a damn. He's like, and then you hear him go, he's trying to say that he's Italian. That's Italian. It's like, thank you. Thank you, John. Thank you, John. No problem. Robert, it's been real. It's been fun, but I've got to go. Okay. I I have other appointments here. Real fun. (laughs) Let's see while they're running through a cornfield. Three, two, one, play. Whoa. How many kills did he get for that gun? That thing was gold. The fat, no problem. 
I suppose. A little accent, huh? <laughs> Never <laughs> fails, dude. You shouldn't have given her fentanyl. You have to plug those up for those to work. Yeah. Oh, he's going around killing Batman. Sure. Damn. Oh. Yeah. This man's on a mission. Yeah. It's like the John Wick of my girlfriend OD. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's this is this is President Duterte or whatever. It's his origin story. Yeah. There's a twist. John Malkovich is the head of the crime thing. Yeah. Just keep showing him a lot, like see? Something. They open the door and they step out of his mind. That trailer was kind of cheesy. It was. I mean, Mm -hmm. I I expected to see for Robert De Niro. We're about to have a lot more fun with this one. Oh, I can't forget. PS1? I I thought it was something to do with the console, but I was like. Yeah. (laughs) Man, I was hoping we get that classic uh, PS1 startup screen. For three minutes and 23 seconds. It's just a, it's the extended version where there's more flute. Oh. Mm. Anyway. I'm Shreddy. All right. Three, two, one, play. Like oh, it. another bit of Hindi legend. <laughs> Motherfuckers like these damn meteors and shit, don't they? <laughs> yeah. I feel like you could just edit all of these movies together. Yeah, I was actually gonna say. I you feel like I mean? they filmed. They filmed all the principal photography at the same time and was like we'll just flesh out the visual effects over the next 20 years or 20 weeks however you want to look at it I'm pretty sure they didn't have ships that could do that what do you say They all look great. I like look at the sliding this. Yeah. I mean gotta have a song. <laughs> <laughs> 
There's the little finger. He's like, no, that's the fucking spider, dude. The fat dude. Yeah. Send I'm waiting for the slow mo. He quits the watcher. Mm. Red dragon, red dragon. They should. They probably. They should stop saying that. I think this is Hindi Game of Thrones. <laughs> you know what I mean? Then that music starts. Yeah. I mean, just look at it. It's like. So many people are taking arrows to the chest, dude. None to the knee. Right. They're still adventuring, man. Oh, they got an elephant. Yeah. That horse is going to be able to catch up pretty quick. A musical? Always. You know how when you watch movies here, they won't have enough fighting in it? Yeah. They're like the exact opposite. Oh, I mean, dude, everyone of every single one of these, I I totally didn't get what that. I know that that altar shot was supposed to, I guess, be the hot factor. But since we're not from there, we don't get it. (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, like, man. We can laugh at this this aspect of of cinema all we want, but those motherfuckers know how to make a damn battle yeah. sequence, or at least make it look like they do in a trailer. Because that was, I mean, every every all of them, for better or worse, they that the fight scenes look like they're enjoyable, regardless of what side of the spectrum you're having on it. Yeah. I'd peep it though. It looks fascinating. Like oh like over in over there in Bollywood, it's like it it's like how many times can they reef it's like everything's gonna be a trailer for Banner Lord. American murderer. All right. Three, two, one, play. It's got Ron Felipe in it. That's the only reason I pulled it. It's like Jim Carrey. Yeah. You already know, then why would I answer your questions? The kid from that TV show, was it? I think it was in Holes.
This dude looks like Jim Carrey and Dane Cook had a baby. (laughs) 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 Bitch. That's a sound clip. That needs to be a subscriber notification, man. No way Ventura called. Yeah. He said, keep the dude. So is this a is this a documentary about Machine Gun Kelly's first car? God, I hope so. Me too. I enjoy watching these Machine Gun Kelly trailers. Yeah, but like, it ain't working. Now I mean, I'm waiting for not. Now I'm waiting for Steven Spielberg to come out and be like, dude, here's how a person's supposed to act and just yeah. completely blows them out of the movies. Or, and then it's like every, Jones, you know? every, everywhere this guy shows up, Cleveland. there's a seasoned veteran of said medium that just shuts him up. Yeah. But anyway. Taurus. Got Ruby Rose in it. Mm. All right. tortured musician you might shine on this one Mm-hmm. Well, they couldn't get the rights to Kurt Cobain. Yeah. So, huh. so no matter what you say about him, he's still banging Megan Fox. Yeah. Uh, there's actually a clip going around of him in costume. That's from Halloween. 
snorting cocaine off of her breast. Mm. Sounds like a fun. This is Halloween. <laughs> Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. What it gonna be? We got a couple options, right? Got a couple. I mean, I know what my smart money's gonna be on. What is it? Berserker. No, bar- Barbarian. God damn it. Oh, berserker. I'm like, bar- well, we've got, we've got, bar- <laughs> like, do screwing. you want to on, suck on. my Berserker? We've got Barbarian, Bullet Train, Don't Worry Darling, the greatest beer run ever. I mean, Weird Al's coming up. Yeah, I mean, we're for sure going to watch all of these, but whatever y'all want to. I mean, I kind of want to watch Barbarian and then transition over into some of this other stuff. A lot harder. Yeah, because it's yeah. it's it's a scary movie, right? Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get real scared. I feel it. Let's do it. It's on HBO Max as we speak. It's got Justin Longdong in it. Yep. So I'm down. I like Justin Long. Down, Trav. Maybe, maybe yeah. it won't turn into get turned into a walrus in this one. You know. Yeah, it helps me out because I watched it. So. <laughs> Pre star. I don't want to say nothing. You need to smoke on it. Nothing. Okay. I just don't. Is it my go in? Y'all saw the trailer? You go in like that. Is it gory? There's stuff. <laughs> <laughs> There's stuff. Yeah. Is it is it audience with God level stuff? No, hell no. Ain't nothing okay. that level. <laughs> All right. Next yeah, I'm week, done with that. Barfarian. <laughs> Checks on the money. 